the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, well, well. Good afternoon and greetings to you this Monday edition of The Ride Home. If uh, you're following us at home on our, uh, our live stream, we are, for the first time since April the 6th of 2020, live and in studio in Green Tree. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, April 6th, we have broadcast from home in our spare rooms a total of 61 weeks, which works out to 14 and a half months. And here we are. We're back in studio. It feels good. We are, of course, maskless. And uh, kudos to everybody here at the studio at Word FM. Randy and Gary and Brad and Mike. Those stalwarts held it together. Oh my goodness gracious! The glue, while we were you know off off site, they were here manning the uh, the uh, intensity of it all. So I found this. I found this. But before the pandemic, we were putting signs up as COVID was developing. You know, like messages for the day. Mm -hmm. And I found this when it was like kind of folded over. But I thought, holy cow, that seems like a long time. So Kath is holding up the message on white paper in black letters. It says, "Pray." And there was certainly a lot of prayer over those 14 and a half months, has there not been? But uh, for all intents and purposes, it looks like we're back up and running. You know, in many ways, running a, a radio show is kind of like, and you know, it's not that far removed. You're looking at controls, and it's like running an airplane, although I'm sure those who are pilots would, you know, disagree. I would say it's a, the pilot thing is a little harder. Okay. Well, Maybe. I think so, a little harder. But still, 50,000 watts, and you're in charge of, you know, any number of things here. We have to get reacquainted with this. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of anxiety, I'll be honest with you, that we're going to do something horrible. Oh, right. What's the worst that could happen? I don't really know, actually. I mean, actually. seriously. What's the I'm worst? Anybody of- screws up, it's going to be the control room here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because- you, yeah, you hope that's the case, but I'm not sure about that. The yeah. Zoom thing was a lot easier video-wise. It's, yeah, yeah so it surely more was. Complex. For, for okay. sure. So since we've been away, you know, we've had a presidential election, major upheaval in the streets. Here, personally, Salem uh, was hacked. We've lost a producer and a sales manager. I mean... There's a lot going on here. There is a lot going on. However, God is good. And he is, of course, still on the throne as he will be eternally. And we are grateful to be with you to broadcast once again Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, The Ride Home, here on Word FM. Hey, and let me break in and say that if you would like to watch the show, and we would love for you to watch the show because we're back in the studio. Like, you don't have to just look at our heads, right, at home in our spare rooms. Anyway, you can log on right now to 101.5 Word FM on Facebook or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Live streaming Facebook Live in both places for those of you that are watching 
Hello to you. Nice to be back. All right. Marking the day from April 6th of 2020 until today. That's so crazy. June 7th of 2021. Kath, as we always do, you bring us up to date with the uh, news around the world. Please, won't you uh, give us the top four at four? All righty. For Monday, June 7th, 2021, our first day back in the Word FM studios. Number one, the first drug promising to slow the memory-robbing march of Alzheimer's disease was approved by U.S. health regulators, a watershed after years of research and billions of dollars in investment. The Wall Street Journal reports that the U.S. FDA has approved the drug, which has the molecular name Aducanumab. Sure. Do you think that's what it is? It's a good test mm-hmm. for anybody struggling. And anyway, it'll be sold as Aduhelm, based on evidence that it reduces a sticky substance in the brain called amyloid that is associated with Alzheimer's. The drug sale offers hope to millions of people dealing with Alzheimer's and their caregivers, given the lack of good options for treatment. Yet, I'm going to say it again, Aduhelm. I was going to go with the with the you know the the uh, clinical name. I'm going to skip it. Uh, yeah, please. I'm going with the store name. Uh, Aduhelm's impact, though, may be limited. Doctors who say they will prescribe the drug caution it won't help all patients, particularly those with more advanced disease. Some patients eligible for treatment. Are you ready for this, John? Hmm. May face ten thousand dollars or more in annual out-of-pocket costs. However, if you or a loved one had early onset Alzheimer's, that's a bargain. Yeah. Number two, Allegheny County DA Stephen Zapala Jr. issued updated guidance, I bet he did, to prosecutors in his office yesterday detailing how he said they should deal with allegations of discrimination. A spokesman for the office said the new policy rescinds a previous one issued against defense attorney Milton Rayford. That policy forbade prosecutors from offering Rayford any plea agreements. It comes several days after Zapala came under fire following a report by the Trib that he had authored a May 18th email forbidding any plea agreements to Rayford, who described the DA's office as, quote, systematically racist during a May 13th court hearing. Now, that's a really interesting story, and that that's the way the Grand Street or the DA's office has been run, I'm sure, for decades, right? I mean, well, you mean as far as the racism part, well, or you mean well, as far I mean, as, like... They don't like the way that an attorney acts or reacts. And so in court. we're not going to deal with that person. Yeah. So whether it's for race or some other whatever. issue, whatever it is, that's just the way it goes. I believe so. We'll find out more about that. Number three. No matter how hard we try, John, we cannot get cicadas off the radar. <laughs> And for the National Weather Service, it may be a literal problem. Listen to this. According to USA Today, the National Weather Service Baltimore, Washington account tweeted that if anyone has noticed fuzziness on their radar recently, it's the cicadas. What? Yeah. Screwing up the radar. The new group of cicadas, Brood X, have begun emerging in the District of Columbia and at least uh, parts of 15 states, including Delaware, Georgia, Indiana, blah, 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 and including Pennsylvania. The critters are known to make loud noises. They don't sting or bite. They are edible, as we discussed last week, but the US FDA says if you have a shrimp allergy, don't eat them. Okay. 
I'm just glad they're not here. No, they're not here. And they're going to die off in late June into July. And we're not going to have to worry about them until 2038. So relax it. How big of a problem is this? And number four, Simone Biles won her record seventh national women's all-around gymnastics title in Fort Worth, Texas yesterday, tying her with the most titles by any American in the event. Biles will next try to become the first woman to win back-to-back Olympic championships in more than 50 years at the Tokyo Games, which starts in less than seven weeks. And that is your top four. Very nice. So will the Tokyo Olympics move forward? I'm, I'm reading today. Well, I don't know. What would what, you read today? I'm reading that there are two local people who are headed to Tokyo soon who will participate in they the hope, Olympics. They hope they're heading to Tokyo. I don't know. It looks like they're going to go. go. I mean, they can't cancel it at this point. I they guess. already said the Olympic organizers in Japan said there's no way they can cancel it. Well, great. Well, then I look forward to the Olympics. <laughs> great. Me too. Yeah. I love the Olympics. Some track and field in the summertime. What's your favorite cool. summer Olympic sport? Track and field. Is it really? Yeah. I want to see the guys mm-hmm. run. I, like I mean, that. I love that. I love that. But I really... Women's gymnastics, does it get better than that? I mean, men's gymnastics, very great. Yeah. I, I don't mean to denigrate them, but there's something about, you know, the little tiny girls living in time. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I do like that. But Plus, I want to see super wait, wait, fast wait. guys. Hold on. What about swimming? Swimming's How great too. is the underwater camera? Yeah. Don't you love that? I do. It's very nice. How about indeed. the diving? Diving's excellent. I love diving. Yeah. Okay, I'm just looking forward to the whole panoply. Okay, I have great. had low expectations that they would go on, but well, you're I want, assuring me that they will well, happen. I mean, listen, listen, I like this. You're assuring me. You like, are. I have, like, I have a direct connection Hello. Hello. to the Olympic Committee. Hello. I don't know. All I know is what I read in the papers, and they're saying it's going forward. Very nice. All right, so as we always do, although we are back in studio. <laughs> I think we do. Let's move forward. We'll push some unknown buttons and see what exactly they do. Coming up in a few minutes, Greg All right, Be careful here, John. Exactly. You haven't pushed this button in 16 months. We're not sure what's going to happen. Let's when you not push blow it. the place up. All okay, right. push the button. Right. That seems to have worked. Hey, okay. Here it's comes the- your music. Very nice. All right. From the White House next, Greg Clugston. He's not pushing any buttons either. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. The weekend has begun. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) The weekend's over. On the next special edition of Adventures in Odyssey, what if kids ruled the world? Kidsboro. We have our own town. How would it work? No adults allowed, except by permission. How would things be different? We're kids. We're in charge. Deal with it. That sounds a little angry. Welcome to Kidsboro, the only town run completely by kids. On the next Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. November 4th, Drusky Entertainment proudly presents Crowder Live in Concert. The Milk and Honey Tour, 8 p.m. November 4th at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder, live this November at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland, a Drusky Entertainment event. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. 
Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. Try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. Every Monday, we start the show by going to the White House, where Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent, joins us. Greg, uh, welcome back, friend. How are you, sir? Very good, John. Kathy, great to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, this is a shock, perhaps not to your system because everything's the same, but John and I are in studio together for the first time in 14 months, Greg. We are sitting wow. in the same space. <laughs> Have to reacquaint uh, with one another, yeah. I would imagine. I didn't recognize and- him when he walked in, actually. And, you know, Kathy, you asked me a week or we were talking a week or two ago about the uh, the news item where um, shampoo and deodorant sales yes. and tooth, skyrocketing and all that. Yeah. So hopefully you guys, you know, <laughs> took care of those uh, important details. Well, if he didn't take care of those important details, he'll get a nasty text later. <laughs> That's how it is. All right, Greg, let's talk about the president. His first trip, uh, foreign trip as president. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so the president is leaving Washington on Wednesday morning, and uh, he's got several stops uh, coming up. It's it's a first trip overseas as the president of the United States. He's going to be going to London first. He'll meet with uh, the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Um, and then what's going to happen also is the G7 summit, You know, the, the leading uh, big economies of the world. They're having their annual summit. Uh, in England, and so that's going to take place for a couple of days. And there's also going to be a meeting with uh, between Queen Elizabeth II and President Biden. I find it interesting just to think how many American presidents the Queen has uh, sat down with and mm. Biden will be number 13 in her reign as the the monarch. Is there. that crazy? Oh, that's wow. fascinating. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's one thing to have all the, you know, the uh, the rotating prime ministers, but then you think on the American presidents on top of that. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Uh, so then, Greg, all things considered, this is not um, a high-stakes trip for the president, right? I mean, he's going to a, a major ally. He's visiting with the queen, of course, the G7, but it's not as though he's headed to see Putin. Well, actually, uh, that's part two of the trip. Really? (laughs) 
Yeah, so after he does the, the G7 summit and all the rest, uh, he's then going to be heading to Brussels, and then there's an uh, Eastern European, or I mean, a European Union, an EU summit that's going to take place. And uh, there are a few more differences between the EU and the U.S. on some issues, but largely, you're right, it's a group of allies. And then it's after that meeting, um, and then also a NATO summit as well. I mean, it, it's a lot of the alliances that uh, Biden is going to be meeting with. But then a week from Wednesday, at the end of the week-long trip uh, in Geneva, Switzerland, that is when Biden will sit down with Putin. And already uh, in the White House has been defending this trip because there have been a lot of critics who were saying, well, look, Moscow's behavior uh, is very troublesome to the United States and other countries around the world. Why would you reward Putin, the argument goes, by having a, a sit-down with him. Well, the White House says they don't, re, they don't regard it as, as a reward, but as really the best way to confront the issues that do separate sure. Moscow and Washington. So right. that will be coming up, John, uh, a week from Wednesday. That's interesting. So the Queen has met 13 presidents. I wonder how many presidents Putin has met. Yeah, well, he's, he's met a handful of them because, mm-hmm. remember, he first came to power a number of years ago, and then um, after his after his term was done, he uh, he agreed to essentially have a, hold a lesser role in government. Uh, didn't really care for that. Got the uh, constitution or the uh, the rules changed there in Moscow, and then reassumed the presidency. And has made other efforts since being back in power to extend his uh, his leash on power as well. So uh, he's had the opportunity to to mingle with a few U.S. presidents here the last uh, decade and a half. I like that uh, understated commentary on your part, Greg. Uh, he didn't care for that. <laughs> well, you can read into it what you want. Okay. You know. <laughs> All right, that's Greg Cluxton with us as our News White House correspondent. Okay, speaking of reading into things, um, the Democrats are reading a lot of vitriol into what Senator Joe Manchin has done. Um, he uh, he penned an op-ed yesterday, and um, the op-ed was in the Charleston Gazette Mail, and he made clear not only will he vote against the Four People Act, I'm reading here from CNN, Greg, um, the package of election reforms being pushed by his party, but he also will oppose any effort to end the legislation legislative filibuster. So tell us about it. Yeah, this is um, this is getting a little bit more into the kind of the machinations of, of Congress and legislation and all the rest. But what, you know, the, the, the bottom line uh, issue here with the Manchin op-ed yesterday, Kathy, is the fact that it's a 50-50 Senate, okay, between Republicans and Democrats. And because Democrats have the White House, that means Vice President Harris can cast any sort of tie-breaking vote if necessary in the Senate. So that's why a Democrat who is announcing his opposition to a democratically sponsored bill is a problem for the Democrats, because they simply don't have the numbers unless they get a Republican to come over and vote with them. So that's the bottom line. Then that's really the fascinating aspect of Manchin's position here. And he, he he makes an argument that this is the wrong piece of legislation, this, uh, this Voting Rights Act, um, as, as the proponents are calling it. He doesn't think it's going to bring the country together. He thinks it's going to further divide the country, and that's why he doesn't want to put his name on it because, uh, or his support behind it, because he just thinks it's, it's, it's the wrong timing for this kind of thing right now. I see. So the machinations. So, Greg, I'm sorry. I, I'm glad you brought up uh, Kamala Harris, because uh, she is uh, on a trip herself uh, outside the U.S. borders in Guatemala, talking to Guatemalan leaders. Uh, of course, the Biden administration, you know, they've uh, imposed a news blackout at the border, 
and uh, they are not finding it so easy as much as President Trump, as his administration was criticized for their border policies. The Biden administration, uh, they're not doing so great, are they? Yeah, this is a troublesome area, you know, almost, you know, not no matter who the, you know, the administration or the president is at, at the time. And so this is one of the areas that Vice President Harris has been tasked with in terms of her portfolio and dealing with a lot of these uh, Central American countries, Latin American countries, um, in terms of the, the migration issue to the United States in particular. Um, but it's, it's more than just saying, hey, you've got to stop people from leaving your country and heading north to the U.S., uh, it, it, it takes it and it requires an effort to um, meet and talk with these countries in terms of trying to establish any, some sort of trust and commitment on the part of the leadership of these countries with the people. And corruption, let's be honest, corruption is a big problem sure. in some of these countries. Yeah. And um, if you don't get a handle on the corruption aspect of it, um, then, you know, people are, are, are going to want to be leaving that kind of situation. So it's a. It's, it, you know, it's a very tough issue, and uh, Vice President got to Guatemala last night, had a meeting with the Guatemalan president earlier today, and then flies to Mexico tonight for a similar meeting there tomorrow. Interesting. Thank you. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, looks like the former president, uh, Trump is the one I'm talking about, continues to be in the news. Um, looks like he just today announced that he might consider ditching Mike Pence for Florida's tough governor Ron DeSantis as his 2024 presidential election running mate. Uh, tell us about this detail. Yeah, this is interesting. Of course, this this idea of maybe Pence not being on a ticket, it did bubble up a little bit during the second uh, – early in the second term of, 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 of Trump. I mean, not the second term, the second half of his first term after yeah. the midterm elections. Uh, but it was the day after the midterms that the president was asked in an East Room news conference if Mike Pence would be his – continue to be his running mate if, if he ran for re-election. So this was back in 2018. And um, – the president said absolutely he would. And so he stuck with that, even though th- there were murmurs that maybe he would go with Nikki Haley or some mm-hmm. other sure. other names that had come up. And now, of course, following what happened on January 6th and the riot at the U.S. Capitol, of course, Mike Pence was in the building at the time. And um, Pence last week um, in a speech acknowledged that even though he is he has spoken with Donald Trump a number of times since they've left office, um, and he essentially reported that their relationship is okay. He Pence did acknowledge that he didn't think he and Trump would ever see eye to eye on how those events unfolded that day on January 6th. Um, and then, of course, someone like Ron DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, he is someone very much in the mold of Donald Trump from a political perspective, unlike Mike Pence. And so I think Donald Trump sees a lot uh, in DeSantis that he likes because it's very familiar. It's very much the same playbook that they're reading from uh, between Trump and DeSantis. Right. Well, it would make sense, I, I believe. And probably Mike Pence might happily go, yeah, you know, I've been there, I've done that, and uh, someone else well, can take Well, yeah, this. what about his visibility? What, what's, uh, do we know anything about what Mike Pence is thinking about the future? Well, we, we don't know exactly, Kathy, but it's interesting. He has made uh, two recent appearances in the last five or six weeks, and um, the stops, um, you would have to believe, were carefully calculated. 
uh, early voting states were the locations, South Carolina and last week, New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. Interesting. (laughs) Exactly. Because it's so scenic? Say that again? Because it's so scenic? (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, it's lovely this time of year, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was there last Thursday. He was for um, a Republican and conservative dinner um, event, just similar to the South Carolina event. Um, And so he was giving a speech there and talking a lot about what he viewed as the accomplishments of the Trump Pence administration, um, but he is he is raising his visibility a bit by doing these these public events, and ho- he's also doing uh, work for the Heritage Foundation, and okay. he's got his own uh, essentially his own political group that is um, you know boosting his appearances and and getting out op eds and and his writings and that kind of thing. So he's not going away, although he has not said specifically what his plans are regarding 2024. Very good. We're talking from the White House with Greg Clugston, who joins us from SRN News. Greg, um, the infrastructure uh, conversation has been going on now for months, it seems. Uh, There's always tweaking and machinations. Uh, Bring us up to date on where we are with numbers and uh, the give and take. Yeah, the administration, uh, in the voice of the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, had said a week ago that they were hoping that by today, or at least early this week, they would really be at a point to know whether or not the effort to find a bipartisan agreement between the White House and Senate Republicans, if that was going to you know, be something doable. Uh, so here we are today at this point, and it's, uh, we don't know yet. So Shelley Moore Capito, she is the Republican senator from West Virginia who has been the lead negotiator for the GOP in talking uh, directly with, with Biden. And so they were going to have another phone call either this afternoon or sometime tomorrow. And uh, where they are is essentially Republicans are up to almost a trillion dollars on their offer for infrastructure, and the White House is still at about $1.7 trillion. So they're, uh, you know, they're several dollars apart <laughs> still. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just remains to be seen. A lot of Democrats are getting antsy because they they don't want this to drag on too long. And to be honest, the White House doesn't either. But the White House, I think, the president really would like to get a bipartisan agreement if one is to be had. A lot of Democrats are more skeptical. Skeptical. They don't think it's going to probably happen. Okay. All right, Greg. Uh, time's almost up. Last question for you. Uh, news comes today that the National Weather Service in Baltimore and Washington has tweeted that if anyone is personally noticing fuzziness on their radar feed from the National Weather Service, that it's the cicadas. Mm. So my question is, mm-hmm. are these brood X cicadas bothering your family in that area? Well, bothering, I mean, they are a bother, I guess. Yes, first of all, we have them all over the place. They are making a loud chorus every every day, especially when the weather is warm. I find them interesting. I think they're very peculiar. The bugs, you know, they come out once every 17 years. They don't bite. They don't harm you in that way, but they do fly around a lot. A lot of people don't like the noise the 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 chorus the chirping of is it's it's very eerie because um i mean thousands if not millions of them are uh, are doing the kind of this chirping chorus and it has just kind of this little buzz in the background so it's very interesting but yes we are in the thick of cicada season have they landed on you yes yeah they they float they fly around they land on the back of your head or on your shoulder or your leg you just kind of swat them off and okay how 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 large are they they are, I would say they're about an inch and a half long. That's a big bug. With, they're big, yeah. I mean, and a lot of people do get freaked out I, by them. I'm, 
I'm not personally freaked out, but they can startle you. There's no question. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like that. We're getting into Greg Cluxton's psychology, like what actually freaks him out and what doesn't. And no, this good. is a no. I'm no, glad good. to hear it, Greg. All right. Well, more more to unpack next week. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Greg. <laughs> Thank you so much for being so game and spending your Mondays with us. We really appreciate it. I love it, guys. Take care. Thank you. Right. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Really, information about Greg, wordfm.com. Hey, uh, t- take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about mortgages for mom. Dollar Bank does this really great event every year coming up July 12th. Judith Mason from Dollar Bank is with us in a bit. Stick around for that conversation. I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh? Older than any newspaper, school, or business. Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. Now is the time to get a new job. Express Employment Professionals never charges job seekers a fee and has more than 35,000 job openings with high demand in construction, driving, logistics, and administrative jobs. Find a location near you at expresspros.com or on the Express Jobs app. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow. Dot com. MyPillow.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WOR. RDFM Pittsburgh.
Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It will be warm and humid. Tonight's low 67. Tomorrow, expect humid conditions to continue with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Expect a high tomorrow of 82. Wednesday will be cloudy, continued humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Remember a uh, first-time home buyer, and you were looking at dealing with a mortgage. Was that crazy overwhelming? Everything. I, I, you know, I remember saying to my husband that when you um, buy a car, your first car, yeah. everything seems to come in multiple of 500 Right. right? So if you're going to add this, it's going to be an extra $500. You're gonna... But when you buy a house... Everything comes in multiples of thousand. Right. I mean, you cannot believe how many things they can charge you for that A, you'd never thought of, and B, you didn't know you needed. Right. It's awfully overwhelming, it is. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it would have been good, I think, you know, the first time you buy a house to have a roadmap and, you know, someone to sit someone down with to you and go. Stand next to you and say, this is what you're supposed to do. What Follow to this expect. Path. Yeah. Well, Judith Mason is with us. Judith is vice president for community development at Dollar Bank. Dollar Bank does this really great thing every year called Mortgages for Mothers. And Judith is with us now. Hey, Judith, thanks for coming along today. Glad to be here. Yeah. All right, Judith. So you remember probably buying your first house as well, and it kind of enlarges yes. your mind and your heart for people who are trying to go at this the first time. Absolutely. It is. It, everybody, it's the American dream, but there's a lot of things that have to take place before you can purchase a home. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what this program is about, the workshop to let people know about our program, the home ownership program at Dollar Bank, so that they can get their first home. Nice. So Mortgages for Mothers, it's an annual event, July 12th this year. Now, it's Mortgages for Mothers. Is this just for mothers or is it open to whomever, Judith? No. It, it started out for single head of households, female, single head of households, and now it's for everybody. We have men, grandmothers, grandfathers, married couples, everybody's in the program. Okay, terrific. So this is coming up. Is this going to be an online workshop or in person? No, this is virtual. This okay. is the first time we've done this. Okay, yes. terrific. So so for people listening to this program who've never owned a home and they think, boy, I would really love to do that, tell us how they could be involved in this and maybe what they'll take away at the end of the day. Yeah, um, well, it's going to be on Saturday, June 12th at 9.30 a.m. And um, we're going to talk about, we're going to have testimonials there, like uh, on the line. Uh, two people that actually went through the program and purchased their homes. We're going to talk about match savings for closing costs. Uh, Dollar Bank has a great program, a three-to-one match. They save $1,000 in uh, a passbook savings account once they're ready to get pre-approved, and we match it with 3000 So that gives them 4000 towards their closing costs. Fabulous. So money is always on everybody's mind when they want to buy a house, so we try to... Sure. Uh, tell them about that. There's also a grant for $5,000 if you have a signed sales agreement by April of the following year. But um, there's money out there, and uh, they have, they're going to have access to credit counseling and restoration programs, um, all about saving money because people, that's a big issue too, not having the money. Uh, and the credit piece is key. 
because most people don't know what to do. They, they've either seen their credit scores and they don't, they don't understand what's going on, or they see them and they think, oh, my goodness, how can I correct this? And so that's what we do here, and we've been doing that for 21 years. Outstanding. Judith Mason is with us from Dollar Bank, Vice President of Community Development. Uh, mortgages from Mothers, June 12th. So this is, uh, Judith, for people who are looking to buy a home now or perhaps somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. Right, right. They're, uh, they can be in the program. Because a lot, a lot of people that come into the program aren't ready right away. Mm-hmm. So we take you where you are and get you to where you should be I see. in a house with your family. Okay. All right. Um, last question for you, Judith. Talk about um, people who have a problem with their credit background. Um, is there anything that can be done? Uh, are they doomed forever? Uh, you know, what's the perspective yeah. of the bank on their future home ownership? Uh, well, th- this program, the home ownership program, helps them. Uh, they learn how to, there's a formula. Actually, there's a formula, and we teach them that formula um, about how to manipulate their scores. And a lot of consumers don't know how to do that. And so we can take a person. I mean, it just depends. If that's, if that's something that they need to do, and you, you should have a score between 620 to 680, 720, you know, like that. Okay. You can't, you know, just, they go from 300 to 850, but that's a good place to be is 680 to 720. And you can get the, the lowest interest rate that we have, um, and that means more of a house. Right. Less money. Very good. Judith Mason. Okay, so Judith, people are interested right now. They're thinking, yeah, okay, um, a house is somewhere in my future or perhaps in the six yeah. months or next year. They want to log into yeah. the uh, virtual mortgages for mothers. Where do they go? What's, uh, what's the address? It's mortgagesformothers.com. Mortgagesformothers.com. Workshop coming up this Saturday at 9 a.m. Judith Mason, thanks so much for being with us today. You're welcome. A great Take pleasure. Care. All right, we'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, We have got more ahead. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about a woman who, after giving birth to 10 children, children. her and her husband, Mm -hmm. decided to walk away from the world. That's next. 101.5 WORD. Every child has strengths and weaknesses. But when parents focus on fixing problems, you miss out on what helps your child achieve. On the next Focus on the Family, discover how encouraging and motivating strengths will increase your child's confidence and desire to improve in every area of life. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. We are examining God's control over all the affairs of this world, especially in connection with the COVID pandemic that has laid low our country and world. Although unbelievers deny God's control over all things, we as believers take great comfort that the God whom we serve, the God who therefore loves us, is in control not only of our lives, but of all that takes place in this world. This is why Paul could ask in Romans 8.31, If God be for us, who can be against us? Nothing, Paul continues, will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is true because all things are controlled by the hand of God. Since we as God's people are held within His tender care, we have nothing to fear. For information on our church, look up prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811. 
preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. For the one standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at mcqueenbuildingcompany.com. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. day that I turned 50, a, a good friend of mine said, hey, uh, be prepared for a strong second act. Hmm. All right. A strong second act. I thought that was good advice. I mean, I'll yeah. take that at 50, right? So um, I was reading a, a Twitter uh, feed that I follow, a guy by the name of Mark Miller. And uh, you want to talk about a strong second act. This is it. Listen to this. This is, this is a, a longer uh, a Twitter um, thread. thread. Yes, thank you. He says this, Mark Miller says, a 92-year-old nun died today in a Carmelite ministry in Illinois. She was kind of an unusual nun. She didn't sing very well. She was frequently late to her required duties around the convent. She threw sticks for the communal dogs, which was not allowed. Also, she was my mother. I've only seen her twice in the last 33 years oh my goodness. since she joined the convent, Car- partly because the Carmelites are a contemplative order. They don't teach school or work in hospitals or even leave the building in which they live. They pray. They live in silence 23 and a half hours a day. When you do go to visit, you can't hug or touch. You are separated by an offset pair of double metal grills. I am not the only child of the nun, not even close. I'm the ninth of her ten children. She has 28 grandchildren, some of whom she has never seen. She has more than a dozen great-grandchildren as well, none of whom she has held. And then he includes a photo below where the ten of us in age order right to left. Then he says, you might have guessed that she has not always been a nun. She grew up in San Francisco and Oregon and then went to school in California and New York. She had a boyfriend. And then he has a photograph of his mother and father when they were dating. She got married at 20. And it's this beautiful-looking couple, just so beautiful. Then he says, by the age of 27, she had five kids. And then she had five more. 
a basketball team of each sex. Planned Parenthood, she called it. She had a million and one friends. She smoked. She drank. She played cards. She was pregnant for more than 400 weeks of her life. She became an open water diver. She drove so fast and recklessly that people got out of her car with a sore foot from slamming on the imaginary brake. She gave up smoking, alcohol, and caffeine on the same day and somehow managed not to commit homicide as a result. (laughs) Her husband died in 1984. Five years later, she gave away every possession she owned in the world. And on her 61st birthday... She held a farewell party with 800 guests at a hotel in San Francisco and then flew to Chicago the next day. She entered the monastery in Des Plaines, Iowa, home of the first McDonald's. She preferred Dairy Queen, so that's where she has been hanging out for the last 33 years, making rosary beads out of flower petals and sleeping in her own cell. Oh, and chilling with a succession of German shepherd dogs that lived there, too. She never let us have any pets growing up. So, karma, dogma. Is that amazing? Is that an amazing story? It's like having two separate lives. Exactly. Like completely. You can't be more separate than her second act and first. Now, I'll say this. There weren't 10 kids in our family. There were seven. And often I would go visit my mother. And I would always be surprised to see her sitting alone in the living room. Neither radio, television, nothing on, no book, anything. And I'd walk in and I'd say, Mom, how you doing? She's going, good. I said, what are you doing? I'm sitting here in silence. And I, aren't you bored? And she would give me a look and a chuckle. And she said, after the seven of you, never. So you get it. You understand why someone at the age of 61 would surrender to all that and think... I guess you're just finished. But how do you not hold your grandkids or your great-grandkids? Because you love God more. Because you desire to be in his presence more. Because you need him more. Yeah, but what about the grandkids who need you? I get that. But But then I wonder how much of you is left over after you've had 10 kids. Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, you have given, you have And you think about having that many kids. By the time your oldest is having their children, you're like you're still raising your own kids while your grandkids are being born. Right. Yeah. It's starting to become more and more clear to me the longer <laughs> we talk about it. But isn't it fascinating? I, I'm all, I always, I mean, you know, I've spent time at a con- contemplative um, monastery. And I'm always fascinated by people who choose to live in silence, yeah, total silence. I mean, 23 and a half hours a day. I, I mean, that, that 30 must be chocked full. <laughs> I got a lot to say in 30. I don't know. What's that like? I mean, that's really interesting to surrender the world, to yeah. step away. And, you know, I, I'm sure it was hard for her because she loved those kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. And she was vivacious. She, I mean, look. She smoked, well, she drank, she played cards. So he, I'm not sure if you read this part of the tweet thread, but at some point he says, my relationship with my mother is complicated. Yes. I did not read that. I, did, I read that to yeah. you and I should yeah, have read yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm sure it's complicated because 
I remember, you know, talking to, let me go, let me go there, to a therapist friend of mine. And he, and I would talk about being seven out of six kids. And I, I loved him, but he would say to me. Six out of seven Six kids, out of seven. But, yeah. He would say, John, six out of seven, how much one-on-one time did your mother have for you growing up as a small child? Right? There wasn't a lot of intimacy between, it wasn't until I was really an older child, until I was, you know, in my mid to late teens that I really understand or at least get to know my mother a little Mm. bit as a little boy. And my sisters, of course, my five sisters could speak to that even more so. You're too busy to, there's no sitting on my mom. So the thing was, my mother's sister, my aunt, she became a surrogate mother, my oldest sister. She became a surrogate mother. I would sit on their laps and they would read to sure. me and they would fuss over me. And as much as my mom loved us all, she was too busy to deal with us one-on-one. So imagine having 10. I don't know. It's fascinating. How about the party she threw for 850 people so, at, at a San Francisco hotel? And it wasn't I mean, as though she was a wallflower. Right. And I'm guessing it wasn't like Motel 6. What do you do? What do you? What's that like? Eight hundred people at a party, and then the next day you get on a plane and you close the door behind you for the rest of your life. That's something else. It's just really fascinating. It really is. Wow. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that John and I both love. It's a local Pittsburgh story. So for those of you who are from around here, you're going to like it. Our very favorite thrift stores. If you want to look for secondhand stuff. Stay close because we're going to talk about all that good stuff next. Congratulations, you did it. You worked hard and saved for retirement. But now you'll have questions. Will my taxes increase? How will I cover my expenses? Will my income last? Will I have anything left to leave to my loved ones? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. I know that you need a strategy to help make sure your hard-earned money goes the distance in retirement. That's why I'm offering you a free guide designed to help you know if your nest egg can withstand the challenges of a 21st century retirement. Longer lives, increasing health care costs, and taxes are just a few of the risks to your income. Get this free guide from me, Ethan Lane, and our team at Accurate Solutions Group by calling 4 Four one two five one five thirty five fifty five. That's four one two five one five thirty five fifty five. Take the first step to help your money last in retirement. Four one two five one five thirty five fifty five. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than in adults, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle could lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set your self-reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. On the upcoming Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise with Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien, you'll be surrounded by the fellowship of like-minded travelers along with Bible teaching and worship. This travel experience is hosted by Salem Media Group and our partners Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Bring home life-changing memories to treasure and stories to share. Join us for this unforgettable Alaska Cruise this summer by calling 855-565-5519 or visit DeeperFaithCruise.com. 
I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh? Older than any newspaper, school, or business. Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Learn how you can help first responders by texting BRAVE to 24365. I mean, who doesn't love to go into a thrift store? I think a lot of people don't really? like to go into thrift really? stores. Yeah, I mean, I, love a thrift I, I feel badly for them because it's one of my great life joys. But Yeah, I mean, the, to walk into a thrift store is to walk into a treasure chest. You never know what's waiting That's in there. Exactly I just get it. so excited when I get to the front door. Yep. Okay, so Pittsburgh Magazine has a really interesting piece. Four of our favorite thrift stores in Pittsburgh. All right. And of these four, I don't know any of Ooh, them. Ooh, exciting. Okay. Right, okay. The first one that uh, Pittsburgh Magazine talks about is Close Minded. It's no. in Bloomfield. One really? of the most all-inclusive thrift stores in Pittsburgh. Really? Close-minded in Bloomfield has a wide variety of hidden gems. Yeah. All uh, right. He says, we're not niche. And uh, there they are. They're on Liberty Avenue right in Bloomfield. All right. Okay. The next one is something called B, the letter B, B-Sides. I don't know that either. If you're looking to rock out in a 90s t-shirt and vintage boyfriend jeans, head to B-Sides located in Millvale. The home-like retro shop will not only give you satisfaction from its color-coded racks, but let you enter into a time warp. It's on Grant Avenue. That's the main street in Millvale. 5110 Vintage. So these are mostly clothes stores, though. Yes, I maybe so. Yeah, so maybe that's why I don't know. Although, them. I mean, I'm looking at the photographs. What's the, here. La- what's the last one? Uh, the last one is uh, Senseless. I don't know that either. One of the more higher end vintage stores in Pittsburgh. Quality and aesthetic comes first at Senseless in Garfield. Brothers Javid and Romy Watson created their brand and business name when they were still in high school and today know how to find the best and most valuable items for the store. We're talking vintage clothes and more so archiving pieces that haven't been seen the light of day in 20 or 30 years, putting them on a pedestal of higher fashion. So the thrift stores I usually go to, though, John, are ones that have to do with furniture, interiors, art. Okay. You know, accoutrement, that sort of thing. Are they thrift stores or are they antique stores? Well, I think they're – I mean – no, to there's me, a difference. I don't think there is. What, no, an I antique store to me is sort of an upper step. Well, okay. So Mala is one of the is would be an up maybe an upper tier one, which is on 17th in the Strip. That's one of my oh, favorites. I know that place. Sure. Okay, it's a beautiful that's place. That's an upper end. Okay, place. so that's an upper end. You're not going to buy a T-shirt. There. Okay, but if you go to McDonough Antiques, another one of my favorites, which is on Butler Street in Lawrenceville. It's, I mean, you never know what he's going to have in there. Really? And you have to climb over all sorts of things, and it's awesome, and I love McDonough. Um, also, Wexford Antique. Have you ever been there? No. Wexford Antique. Is, is that in the barn? 
No. Okay. It's in an old house, a spectacularly quirky old house, right at the intersection of Route 910 and Route 19 in okay. Wexford. You've got to try it there. Really? Really? I love it there. I just bought a chandelier there. No I'm very kidding. excited about that. Yeah. Um, and Kensington Antique, which is run by two guys I like a lot, Babcock Boulevard in the North Hills. Kensington Antique is a big place, not as big as Wexford Antique, but still pretty roomy. I bet they've got eight rooms. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. So could, maybe we could post this on our Facebook page. Sure. The, the Pittsburgh Magazine selections and your selections sure. as well. So those, because really, I don't have much. I mean to offer. You got to yeah, be yeah. Care- you got to be careful in the aisles of thriftique. It's a little the quarters are a little tight there, <laughs> and you just you know, yeah. No, you seriously have to keep eyes in the back of your head there. Right, but uh, I like thriftique. I just wore a shirt yesterday that I got at thriftique. Really? Yeah, thriftique also on uh, wait that's on Butler Street. Yeah, yeah, right off of Butler Street. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it's time to get out and go about. Take your mask off and do a little thrifting or antiquing. Do it. Feels good. Doesn't Save it? some money. Find something funky that you can't find at the How mall. How about flea markets? I love a I mean, flea market. Yeah, I don't go to many flea markets. I like though. a flea market. Yeah, I, I mean, I always have aspirations to go, but yeah, yeah. But then Saturday comes, and I'm like, I think I have to sit down instead. Right. Okay, take a quick break. Five o'clock hour. We're going to talk about enjoying the Bible, literary approaches to loving the scriptures. Five o'clock hour. The ride home here on Word FM. Alexa, to play the word Pittsburgh, to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden is meeting today with NATO Secretary General John Stoltenberg at the White House Oval Office. The meeting comes a week after Mr. Biden traveled to Brussels, Belgium, for the annual NATO summit. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Dramatic progress against the pandemic at home. Strong projected growth that will help power the global economic recovery as well. Renewed American power and purpose. And a rock-solid foundation of alliances that will serve as force multipliers for our global agenda. Sullivan spoke to reporters today in the White House briefing room. During a meeting with the Guatemalan President Alejandro Giamate, Vice President Harris said poor living conditions are one key reason why people leave their homelands. She plans to address everything from vaccine sharing to corruption in the region as she holds behind closed-door meetings today. On Wall Street, the Dow is off 148 points. This is SRN News. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. 
Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It will be warm and humid. Tonight's low 67. Tomorrow, expect humid conditions to continue with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Expect a high tomorrow of 82. Wednesday will be cloudy, continued humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We are still getting ourselves sorted out here after being away from the studio, live here atop Green Tree Hill for the past 14 and a half months. It's crazy to even say that, but uh, we are back today live for the first time in studio. So if uh, you want to check out our mugs once again uh, here at the uh, Yeah, Parker we're Center. in. Listen, I think now we, we got together with some friends yesterday for lunch, John, yeah. which was super fun. Sure was. Um, but I believe that was only the yesterday was only the second time. You and I had been physically together in like a year and a half. It's so weird. However, I mean, the weird thing was we were together every day on video, right? right streaming the right. show from our spare rooms. Thank God for Zoom. Oh my! Zoom goodness. really came through for us, man. It really it was did. Really wonderful. I don't think we, you know, we we missed the hits there. Yeah. I mean, really, just worked out so well. So, the technology, and of course, it worked so well because the people here at the studio, Randy and Gary and Mike and Brad, they kept things going. Yep. Right, the stalwarts here that allowed us and everybody else to step no, away. There he is. There's Look, Gary. he's keeping it together. Heck yeah, he is. So fabulous. Thanks Continuing to, to keep it together. Hey, if you'd like to watch the uh, program, if you'd like to say hi to us in the studio, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So log on to Facebook right now, 101.5 Word FM. You can say, uh, make a comment on the stream or uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy, either one of those two Facebook pages. You can 
watch and say hi. Very nice. Okay, so now that um, more people are vaccinated, and many people, are, of course, are re-examining their their routines, pondering whether or not uh, they want to, they're ready to go back to their favorite pre-pandemic coffee shops or exercise classes, concert halls, a medicine investigation of wanting to go out and be part of the world again. Yeah. What about worship services? Faith leaders have been anxious about this moment since the pandemic broke out more than a year ago and the possibility that Americans in their secularizing, convenience-oriented mindset would spend a year away from houses of worship and decide, well, that suited me just fine. I don't need or want to go back. So all year long, clergy have opined and been waiting to see if slews of people will decide to become virtual-only members that fit between multiple virtual services or just quit congregational gatherings mm-hmm. altogether? Yeah, well, that's the question, right? I mean, there is something that was very, very comforting and homey about watching worship in my pajamas on Sunday morning. I'll say that for sure. I mean, sure. I've worked in a church for over 20 years, and I've just never, ever had the opportunity to do that. Right. I've never done that. You know, weeks that I am off, I go to another church. I'm certainly not at home on my sofa. So that was, I have to say, a total treat in a lot of ways. It was a luxury. Just to be honest about it, it really was. Big, big luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, every church did a virtual service individually, right? So our church, what I loved about our church was you got to see families who were part of the worship experience, families reading scripture or families sharing a, a piece of so music. So it was a pre-recorded thing? Right, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, pre-recorded. But I loved it. You know, it sort of gave a different sort of flip on who the church is. It was like super personal? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I know um, other people, and I didn't do this. I, I tended to stay with my, my home church, yeah, my too. Zoom church. But other people floated around. And they Let's sampled. go to this church this week. Let's go to that church this week. Which is also fascinating. Yeah, and that's why we're going to have a lot. Dean Weaver was on our show last week, and he was saying that when you do go back into the sanctuary, you're going to be looking around you and you're going to be saying, well, I don't know that guy. And I don't know. Because you will have picked up people who were watching your feed as COVID went on. And you're also, at the same time, going to be looking around and saying, what happened to Harry? <laughs> where's, where's Madge? Right? But maybe they won't be back because maybe they will have found a different church during COVID mm. and now they're going to go there. Okay. So our church has been meeting since before Easter in person. Yeah. Right. So it's been a couple of months, which is great. Now I go back and it's exactly what you say, Kath. Um, now, of course, for a long time, the masks were still on. So I thought, I think that's Harry. I think that's the back of Harry's head. But you head. can't tell. You've, you've known people for, you know, 15 years and you can't actually, you know, verif- verify that that's them. Right. And, of course, there are younger um, people there, some with babies, right? Listen, there was a, there was there are two friends of mine who the last time I saw them, she was pregnant. And then when they showed up at church for the first time, the child was walking. <laughs> I was like, then, wait, there was another guy. Who shall remain nameless? Who uh, he came on the the video? You know, for a while we were doing only video at home, right? Yeah. Then we were doing a compilation for people who wanted to come to the service, but you had to be like super distant from everybody. You had to wear a mask, and then we would show some video from people who were at home 
you know, in the service. Talk about hybrid. Right, right. Okay. So a guy shows up on our video screen at the church. You know, the video screen is enormous, right? Yeah. He shows up. He looked like the Unabomber. What do you mean? What do you mean? He had, I mean, last time I saw him, he looked like a normal person. Yeah. When he showed up on that screen, he had a beard <laughs> down to like his third button and a hair down to his shoulders. And all, I turned to the guy next to me and I said, how long has COVID been? God, that can't be him. I love it. That's so good. Okay, so that then that begs another question, right? Now that you're back in church, if you're please, please go back to church. Please go back to physical church. People look a little different. I mean, I was in church yeah. yesterday, and I saw a guy, and I was like, "Hey, man, he's rocking that COVID hairstyle, and it works for him." I know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So some people changed their hairstyle. Some people lost weight. Yeah. Some people gained weight. Some people had babies. Some people are pregnant. How about did did anybody show up and you were like, "I didn't know." Well, that. look at that. Right, they're having a baby. Good for them. Yeah. And some people will never come back because they passed away to their final reward. And yep. You think, oh, okay. So everything. It's so different. And look, we're back in studio today after 14 and a half months. We've been doing this show for well over a decade. You would think we would know the mechanics of this show. Sure, I mean, how, like we can do like this. Like riding a bike. Our, right. It's you weird. Should, you should have seen us. We were like fifth graders in here. Like, what? Do we, how do we? What, What's how? this button for? <laughs> what do we do now? Right. Our, bo our boss is like, they are so limited. No, no, no. Can they please go home again? They're thinking the same thing we are. They're just covering <laughs> it a little bit differently. That's all. <laughs> yeah, you hope that's what they're thinking. I mean, what the heck? Everything is upside down. What a weird time. Okay, let me ask you a question. Something in COVID that you feel like improved or you improved or something that you feel glad about. And something, maybe a bad habit you've picked up. Well, no, I have like to one of you. And I, I, I just sprung that on you. I'm yeah. sorry I didn't give you something that improved. Yeah, something you feel like improved. Something you're glad about, and then something you feel like a bad habit you picked okay. up. Okay. Well, something I'm certainly glad about was that all of us were back together again. Yeah. I mean, you know. But I mean, something about you personally. Something oh, over the oh, last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. I had an opportunity for the first time in a long time to read deeply. Mm -hmm. to read novels, to read for enjoyment, which I had not done for a long time. Because, I mean, seriously, you're busy here. And I was busy, of course, during the pandemic as well. But I did carve out time for myself late at night to read okay. for enjoyment, okay. which I had not done happily for many, many, many years. I've read many, several, more than several excellent books. So that that, that was a real benefit for us. Okay, Something that I... A bad habit you picked up? Well, early on in COVID, like the first five months, I ballooned like Bubba the Blimp. Did you? Oh, my. Okay, because here's the thing. Being with John in studio here, you're 15 pounds lighter than you were I last am. time I saw you. Yeah, I've worked it. You know, seriously, like a lot of people, I just kind of went, it doesn't matter. Right. I just, I mean, can I have some more chips? I got really big, really fast. And then I was like, wait a second, you better stop this. So my kid, my, my uh, youngest boy, he did this intermittent fasting thing, which is sound, it really is not that big of a deal. Yeah. He did it, you know, he's been doing it for a while, and I thought, I can do that. Just step away and show some discipline, John. <laughs> show some discipline to your body and right. to yourself. Right. And, allow, and so, I mean, anytime you lose weight, it's, it's difficult. 
but it got easier, of course, over time. So I was glad about that. Yeah. Okay. For yourself. All right. Um, so I would think that the number one thing I gained during COVID is that I started a like pretty regimented ex- exercise routine, okay. which I had I had not done- I had not exercised at all in about three years. Mm-hmm. So this was like a big. Step forward. Step forward for me. So, that was, and the bad habit I picked up, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be honest about who I am. The bad habit? Oreo thins. Mm, mm, mm. Now, listen, the sad thing about the Oreos, so they like regular Oreos, only they're, they're thinner, of course. Yeah. The problem is they don't make you thin. Of course not. Because here's the, look, I have no self-discipline. Mm-hmm. If there's a bag of chips around, I'm not going to have a chip. I'm going to eat the entire bag. It is like it's such a horror for myself that I've discovered. At my age, I have no discipline to like regulate myself. Let's see, you're not having Oreo thins around the house. I can't have anything no, around the I house. Don't blame you. I have to I, have like dried crust don't, don't of bread. Pick up, don't pick up my bad habit. All right, listen, we got to go. All right, because we got in the on deck circle Matthew Mullins. He's written this really interesting book called Enjoying the Bible Literary Approaches to Loving the Scriptures. We're going to talk to him next. It is the Monday edition of The Ride Home in studio. It's a shock for us. It might be a shock for you too. Hey. Find us on Facebook Live, 101.5 Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. We ought to give thanks and realize that God has blessed us in so many ways with resources beyond our expectation, and we are therefore to be faithful with what God has given us. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian. What are Dad's Christian Academy? Hmm. Hope is I'm rising. Hope that is securing God. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made for Book stopped. series, helps kids where parents and dads find answer hope that true question. Educational That's what dads are made for. It's more than just a fun into book every with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dads as they discover together North Hills campuses and witness the hope for kids three and up. Just nine ninety nine when you order now at Eden These days, physical distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn, but we're here to help you and your family. Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support just a click away. To End Addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. I grew up Roman Catholic. And so the occasion to read the Bible was not part of our family life. We would hear a Bible verse or so at Mass on Sunday. The Bible was something distant and mysterious. But then years later, I I started to regularly pick up Shakespeare. And I started to read Shakespeare. Just as, and it became something that was really interesting to me. And it was a skill set because the first time you read Shakespeare, you go, I don't understand what the heck is being said. I don't understand the meter, the rhythm, the tempo. 
And then later on, I started to read the Bible. And I was like, oh, the, reading the Bible in some ways, now this, please don't get upset by this theologically, but in some ways, it's sort of like reading Shakespeare. Mm. There is a poetry and a tempo, yeah. and, and I love that, the, the, the liturgy of it all. So we were really excited to welcome Matthew Mullins on the air. Matthew's got a brand new workout called Enjoying the Bible, Literary Approaches to Loving the Scriptures. And Matthew, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you with us. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be on with you all today. Yeah, listen, this is such a great project. Um, I I love uh, what I think is your heart in this, which is just getting people to love reading the Bible. Um, So let's start at that point, I guess. Um, What you write that if, if you're not enjoying the Bible when you're reading the Bible, then maybe you're not sure what you're supposed to be getting out of it. Flesh that out for us. Yeah, so like Shakespeare, the Bible is a great work of literature, and for us as Christians, of course, it's more than just a great work of literature, it's also the Word of God. But like Shakespeare, it's divine with all of these literary features and devices that are intended to shock and excite, sometimes anger and frustrate us. And so if we're just going to it and reading it and saying, okay, now what do I do, and never being shocked or excited or or experiencing pleasure or joy when reading it, I'm worried we might be misunderstanding it altogether. Right. Okay, so then, Matthew, then my story, like there's got to be millions and millions of people around the world who don't have the occasion to dive deep into it. It became, you know, sort of there's it became like a gate around it, something that was maybe not forbidden, but verboten and mysterious. We've done ourselves a great disservice. I think that's right. And even for those of us maybe who did grow up reading it, in my tradition as a Baptist, that was a normal part of everyday life. We were encouraged to read the Bible every day. But I had such a narrow view of it as a book that was just trying to tell me what to do and how to live that I, I too, even though I read it so much, missed out on some of the pleasures of it. And it's not that the Bible isn't trying to tell us what to do or instruct us. It's just that it doesn't always instruct us in the same way that an instruction manual does. I see. Right. And here's the thing. Who wants to read an instruction manual? You know what I mean? Like that shouldn't be what our goal is and it shouldn't be how we're how we're structuring our reading time in the scriptures. I mean, that's what I love so much about this book is that it seems like the way we're reading scripture is actually harming us because it's making the scriptures into something they're not and making the whole process dull. Yeah, and if we look at the example of Jesus Christ, we can see all of these different kinds of instructions. Sometimes You know, he says very directly, I'm going to do this so that you can see what I'm trying to say. And now pick up your mat and walk. And then other times, you know, someone asks him a question like, who is my neighbor? And he responds not with a direct answer, but by saying, hey, you know, well, there was this man one time, and he was walking down the road, and he tells this whole story of the Good Samaritan. So sometimes we do need kind of direct instruction. But in life, things are so complicated that sometimes Jesus himself will give us stories that we really have to work through and sit with and wrestle with in order to understand. Right. Okay, so Matthew, you used the word pleasure a, a little bit ago. Now, I've got a couple of books on my nightstand that I can't wait to dive into at the end of the day. It's a great pleasure to read those works, those works of fiction that I have. But what about the pleasure in reading the Bible? I think probably for a lot of us, when we read it, we read it out of duty yeah, or right. you know, we want to you know, be close to God. We want to figure out what to do, right. you know, who, like where we should work or where we should move, or who we should marry. But I think a lot of us would say it's not necessarily a pleasure like we would no, read right. those books on our nightstand. 
I think that's probably most people's experience. And in fact, it was one of my major motivations for writing the book, teaching college students in a Christian context, literature. Um, we would also oftentimes kind of, you know, lament how we have to read poetry, we have to do all these things. And I thought, wow, um, so much of the Bible is poetry. So much of the Bible is literature. I wonder if my students, you know, lament their reading of the Bible like they do even poetry. And then I thought, wow, poetry gives me so much joy, but I don't even love to read the Bible as much as I love to watch Netflix. So why, why is that? Uh, and so I started interrogating those assumptions in myself. And in the book, I talk about a couple different strategies for kind of rewiring your relationship to the Scriptures. And just one quick example would be reading the Bible, not just uh, for devotions or for church service, but also at whim. If you want to read a good story, pick oh, up First Samuel. Up, yeah. If you want to read a poem, you know, go read the, a psalm or a lamentation and just reading it at whim kind of for fun. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking to Matthew Mullins. The book is Enjoying the Bible, Literary Approaches to Loving the Scriptures. Listen, I've told this tale a lot on the show about how when we started this uh, 10 plus years ago, John and I, I just hated poetry. I always hated poetry. My whole life I hated poetry. I mean, I was a writing uh, minor when I was in college, so I spent a lot of time in prose. I spent a lot of time, I grew up in a reformed tradition, so I, you know, read theology when I was a kid. So I got all that poetry. I didn't have time for it. It was like annoying, and I had to like try, and you know, I had to like think deep (laughs) thoughts, and it was, uh, anyway... John wouldn't have it. And so he said, look, we got to, you know, we got to open up this whole new worldview for you somehow. Anyway, so he invited a bunch of our guests who are, you know, prominent professors of English to come on and talk me into why I should read poetry. So James K.A. Smith came on, um, talked, talked me into reading a poem. Karen Swallow Pryor came in and talked me into reading a poem. But the big thing what happened was we recognized National Poetry Month. And, and Matthew, Kath, she said every day mm-hmm. I'm going to read a poem. So that's just what it is, right? It it was. It was doing it regularly, just yeah. like you said. It really, like all of a sudden, on day 15 or something, it clicked in, and I realized what it was, and it opened up. Now I love, I absolutely love yeah. poetry. I got four books of poetry for my birthday. So, uh, so it's like a whole new, but if you don't have an intro or if you don't have somebody sitting next to you or somebody who's talking to you on the phone saying this is why you should do it you you can't really get at it and so if you don't get at the world of poetry then you're missing out on some really significant parts of the bible yeah i think that's exactly right kathy and your own experience is probably representative of a lot of us we were formed and habituated and you know catechized in all different traditions over time to read the Bible in this very instruction manual mm-hmm. fashion. And so to not to we're not trying to set that aside, but we're trying to open that up and say, wow, the Bible's not just trying to instruct my mind and tell me what to do and think. It's also trying to form my heart and my desires and my loves and reforming how we think and how we read. It, it, you're exactly right. It just takes time and practice in the same way that we were formed over such a long period of time to read it primarily for instruction. So Matthew, this is our this is Kath and I. We've been talking about this today on the show. This is our first time back together in studio in fourteen and a half months. We've been doing the show from our spare rooms. So now we're back finally together in studio after you know all these years of doing it. Now, one of the weird things of of this COVID time was that it did give people 
some sort of free time, whether they want to, you know, binge on Netflix or Prime or Hulu or whatnot. But, uh, you know, other people, I believe, and you talk about this in Enjoying the Bible, they took a contemplative road. And, of course, you know, uh, this is a, a Catholic thing or what whatnot. You know, Protestants are not necessarily going to invest in a contemplative time, although it has reached the forefront. Talk about a contemplative time, reading the Bible, and what that is to sit and just ponder or to engage. Yeah, John, I, I love that. And it's funny, too, because I grew up Southern Baptist my, my entire life. And when I started talking about these liter, what I saw as like literary approaches to reading, I had friends from the from the Catholic side of the aisle say, hey, are you familiar with like, you know, St. Ignatius and Ignatian prayer? And I'm like, I didn't know about any of that. And yet there there seems to be some some uh, touch points there between Catholic contempla- uh, contemplative traditions, as you, as you pointed out, and some of these more literary approaches. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I encourage people to do is to sit down with uh, a passage, especially something from the gospel. I love doing this, especially when Jesus is disrupting things, when he's talking to the, to the religious leaders of his time. And try to sit there, read the passage slowly. You know, don't, don't be in a race to finish, even if you only sit there for six minutes read it a couple of times, and just try to imagine yourself present. Imagine yourself there in the scene mm. and how, how you know, uh, disruptive and rebellious Jesus is being and how you would have reacted if you were there and how the disciples around him or the other religious leaders or onlookers, how they're reacting. Try to imagine that just, just to press pause and really put yourself in the scene of Scripture there next to Jesus. That's one of my favorite practices and really trying to slow down. That's good, Matthew. I appreciate that. Uh, Enjoying the Bible, Literary Approaches to Loving the Scriptures. Author Matthew Mullins with us. Okay, our time's just about up, Matthew, but I want to just ask about... about maybe reading the Bible in a different way, kind of like the the question that John asked last, just reading the Bible in a way that's different than the theological tradition with which you're familiar. Um, so whatever that is. So if you maybe you are a person who goes to a church that has never appreciated the didactic you know, approach to the scriptures. And maybe that's a way that you can expand your understanding. Or maybe, like someone from my background who spent so much time reading theology, maybe, you know, expanding what poetry might bring to the table. You know what I mean? Like, speak to people who've only really read the Bible one way. Yeah, that's such a great, that's such a great question. So, yeah, if, if, you're, if you've been so conditioned, the first thing is that you're probably not aware that you've been conditioned to read the Bible in one really specific way. So I've seen this a lot when I kind of push against the idea of reading the Bible only as an instruction manual, and people will say, but it is an instruction manual. And I'll say, yes, but it instructs us not just by speaking to our heads, but also by you know using this literary language to appeal to our emotions and our desires and our senses. And so what I would say is if you're used to reading the Bible, you know, more like a, a work of literature, then try to make really practical application to your life, to not simply ask, well, you know, how is the text tugging at my heart, but also what is it asking me to do? And kind of the reverse, which, which applies to me and, and maybe to, to a lot of listeners, is that if you're mostly used to reading it as an instruction manual that's just telling you information, maybe try to take a time out and do not simply ask kind of, what does the text that I'm reading mean? but rather ask, you know, uh, how does it, does it mean? What is the text itself 
doing that is causing me to have this kind of reaction rather than some other reaction and pay attention to your senses pay attention to your emotions yeah i mean matthew to me this is really really it's such an important topic right we get locked into a different a, a same way of thinking of doing and what i appreciate is you're trying to shake things up here you look asking people to look at the bible read the bible experience the bible know the bible love the bible in a way that they have not before so coming out of covid i mean Look at things in this world in a different way. The world is so incredibly beautiful, so thick, so deep, so wide. And, of course, God's word, the same application of that. So why wouldn't we choose to look at things differently in this day and age? I really love this. Thank you so much. Yeah, I totally agree. Where else should we turn for the words of eternal life? That is so true. Matthew Mullins, the new book, Enjoying the Bible, Literary Approaches to Loving the Scriptures. Matthew, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all. We'll take a quick break. Come back. It is our daily feature. Does this we've, make sense? We've never done does this make sense in the same room. Does that make sense? I don't know if that does make sense, actually. I'll hide. Well, shockingly, and with great celebration and fanfare, another year in college has come to a close. Grove City College has weathered the storm. And unlike a lot of colleges, Grove City was committed to meeting and teaching in person. Now, of course, in this COVID era, nothing was perfect. And there were illnesses and incidences. And it was a bumpy ride. But the thousands and thousands of students at Grove City College, they made it through. So with some foresight and some wisdom, Grove City continues to meet in person. And Kath and I had students on campus at Grove City. We're proud to say our kids are Grovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, for any parent of any college student or high school student in particular, I mean, anybody, a parent of any age child over the last year and a half, boy, it has been a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak as a parent, as John said, of, of a Grove City student. And I just think, you know, when, when things are as topsy-turvy as they have been, and there's so much uncertainty, it is really a comfort to see that there's an organization that is so well organized, so well run, and the decisions they're making, they're doing their best that they would be godly ones. And so as a parent, all I can say is it's been a great ride in spite of COVID and the semester is almost over. GCC.edu online. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous, but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. 
If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen, even offline or in airplane mode, with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It will be warm and humid. Tonight's low 67. Tomorrow, expect humid conditions to continue with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Expect a high tomorrow of 82. Wednesday will be cloudy, continued humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? A dictionary. Oh, yeah. And and by dictionary, I mean the bound copy, the book that sits on the shelf. Yes. That has the big Webster name on it. Yes, it does. Mine's hardback, Mm -hmm. heavy. Yeah. And has those little, those little like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. A dictionary in the home makes perfect sense. Really? Because, you know, of course you can go to dictionary.com on your phone yeah. and you pull up one word. However, I have a friend who says, when you're looking for that one word, you should look at the word on either side of that specific word because they're all tied in. It helps your language grow. Really? Didn't you as a kid used to read the dictionary? Yes, I did. I did. Didn't you love that? I did. I mean, I didn't. It seems very dull right now. No, no, no. It seems extremely dull. To read the dictionary is really like, it's like our last guest. It's an enjoyment, you know, in literary diving. And I think it's, you know, people who love language, that's a great tool. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? Doesn't make sense. What do you say? No, it doesn't. It makes perfect sense. Listen, dictionary.com no, 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 has no, no, totally no. surpassed nope. the bound version. No, it's it, No, it has. It's it's way nope. easier. You can just you can find On it anytime. It's super it's It doesn't make it any doesn't, sense. No. no. It, it it's great. I'm sorry. No. It, no. The hard dictionary in no, the home the with same. yourself or with your kids. What about what you you playing Scrabble? I don't play. No, I don't oh, normally well, see, play you need the dictionary for Scrabble. I do. Oh, you, you can use dictionary.com no, for Scrabble. Okay, I'm just saying. Yes, John. Okay. All right. Does this make sense? Listening to your own thoughts. Oh, gosh. That's dangerous. Because the mind, at least my mind, is a very dark and dangerous place. Really? It's a surprise to those of us who know you, John. No, we've been away for 14 we and a half months. We thought it was just a clean, pleasant pasture in there. <laughs> Bless. We've been away for 14 and a half months. Do you know the things that I've thought of in the last 14 and a half months? I know a months? couple of them. I mean, <laughs> I have been twisting and turning in yeah. the wind. And then I come into work today. I see Randy. Right. Gary. Mm-hmm. Brad. Mm-hmm. Mike. Me. Kath. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I see, I'm like, I love these guys. I am so happy to be back. <laughs> Great. But do you... It, do you want to listen to your own thoughts? Does that make no. sense? No. Listening to your own thoughts, I'm telling you, that does not make sense. I agree. We listen need to rescue. Listen somebody else's thoughts. It's safer. It's so dark in there. 
Say your prayers. Word FM, W-O-R-D. Our lives bear the consequences of the choices we make. But Jesus' sacrifice made it possible for us to recover from the poor choices we make. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us see the second chance God offers us. It's important insight from the Gospel of Mark, this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-555-2085. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. November 4th, Drusky Entertainment proudly presents Crowder Live in Concert. The Milk and Honey Tour, 8 p.m. November 4th at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder Live this November at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland, a Drusky Entertainment event. Well, high school graduation, college graduation, they have uh, come and gone for the most part. Uh, we were out with um, some uh, family friends the other day, and uh, a couple of uh, our friends' uh, kids have just graduated from college. And, of course, you think, do, I, we, do we talk about, you know, job prospects? Is You know, what's that like? Because they're carrying, I'm sure, some anxiety, right? Sure. So um, everyone's thinking about this, right? If you've got a young adult somewhere in your radar screen, whether, you know, they're, they're your kids or someone, you know, how do you help kids find their, and I'll put this in quotes, their dream job? Mm. I mean, is that even, does that even exist? Your dream? Look at us. I mean, we, 
we took a long time to find we our sure way did. here. Yep. Right. I mean, we zigged and zagged for decades until we yep. ended up here. Well, Lisa Anderson is with us. Lisa is director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus and the Family. She hosts the Boundless Show, the weekly podcast and radio show from Focus. She wrote recently about that, how to help young adults find their dream job. Hey, Lisa, welcome back. How are you doing? Hey, it's great to be here. I know. I think I'm still trying to find my dream job, but I know. maybe I can help some young adults in the meantime. Okay. I don't know. Right. Good, good. Right. And that's kind of a hardship, right? Is that everybody, you know, you want to find your soulmate and you want to find your dream job. Well, probably those two yeah. monikers aren't helping anybody. No, not much. <laughs> probably not too much. And, you know, it's crazy because this is difficult in any kind of season, any era, but now coming off of a pandemic, It is especially hard. So, I mean, this year's graduates, my heart goes out to them. I mean, we're looking at people last year who were furloughed out of jobs, people who are underemployed, college graduates who can't find a way to land on their career track. And so, you know, the the chips are, are very tricky, I mean, stacked against them. But there are some things that young adults can do and, and others can help them kind of get a little head start into where they need to go. Okay, good. So, at least years ago, Kath and I did this thing where we, we wrote down every job that we had earned a paycheck with. Every job. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it was like 34 mm-hmm. separate jobs. You know, so, I mean, there were like crazy things. Like, you know, I spent a summer measuring pipe in a warehouse. I was a talking Christmas tree. I was a doorman <laughs> at Lord & Taylor. All these weird jobs. But all those things took us to where we are today, which is sitting behind a microphone in a studio at a 50,000-watt radio station. Now, you couldn't tell this to a college grad, this is what you have to do. There's no sort of you know direct path. So how do you help someone on that path yeah, to understand be flexi- that? To be flexible enough to get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where we have to help young adults manage expectations from the get-go. Because, first of all, some expectations are just ridiculous. And I think most young adults will say, you know, yeah, I maybe have some ridiculous dreams. So that idea of like you being the next best YouTube influencer or you're going to be on the stage at Catalyst or Passion or whatever, put that on hold for now. (laughs) Because first of all, God has to be involved in those kind of dreams and those kind of callings. Okay, so just chill. Um, But what you have right now are probably a degree, some skills, some talents, uh, some affinities that really could get you into your next thing, even though it's not the ultimate thing. And so what I like to do is help young adults kind of balance what can they be doing now, even during the job hunt, before the job hunt, like things that can keep them active, things that can kind of grow them where they are. And then what are some strategies to actually move into that job that might be a good stepping stone so they're not just spinning their wheels twiddling their thumbs and driving their parents nuts by griping about like, oh my goodness, I'm not doing exactly what I want to be doing. And so, um, you know, like one of my examples, you guys, is just first off, who doesn't love doing, I mean, this is like every young adult has already done this or loves doing it, those assessments that are out there. So oh my gosh, the, any, the Enneagram, <laughs> the person, you know, the Strength I mean, Finder. The... Briggs, you can do Strength Finders, you can do career specific ones, you can do all of those DISC leadership training ones. Figure out what are you good at, what do you have experiences in, and they kind of put together the full picture. And that will then marry maybe some specific skill sets to some potential jobs that are out there. Because oh, what I need, like for me, for example, I do not need to be like figuring out how I can become the next astronaut. That is not possible for me. 
<laughs> so I need to get out of these unattainable things and realize, like, what am I good at? What am I uniquely crafted to do? It is not finding the cure for cancer. It's not being an astronaut. It's not being America's next top model, um, let's be honest. So I need to find something that's attainable for me. And so that's, that's a great good. opportunity to just start out with something that's very basic uh, in moving yourself forward. Good. What is attainable? Lisa Anderson is with us, director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus in the Family. Lisa hosts the Boundless Show weekly podcast and radio show. Okay, Lisa, I'm sure you've run into this, you know, because Kath and I have kids who are, you know, just out of college as well. One of my kids came home and he was like, hey, listen, I know this guy and he told me he graduated from college a few years ago in computers and now he's part of the gig, gig economy and he told me he's making $300,000 a year. I mean, I mean, how do you even respond to something like that or even, you know, sort well, that's of crazy. wrap reality around that? Yeah. OK, so first of all, um, that is true for a few people. OK, but those people tend to be extremely entrepreneurial. They are high risk takers. Uh, they are people that have been given opportunities that are just, you know, again, we all know what outliers are now after Malcolm Gladwell's book and beyond. There, the problem is we have too much access to these outliers. We're looking at them on YouTube. Yep. We're seeing them so on social true. media. We're not just looking at the reality of like people that are doing everyday jobs and doing great work and using their skills in a way that just earns a paycheck and allows them to have a life, have a family and kind of move forward. So get, you know, the outliers out of your mind. Instead, what you need to be doing is looking at what are the opportunities right in front of me and something creative that I always encourage, especially young adults just starting out, like, for example, those grads that we're talking to right now Mm -hmm. and their parents. I am such a huge fan of what I call the informational interview. Okay, so this is not like, hi, please tell me an actual job I can apply for. It's not find a way to force me into your company. This is just finding every single person that you know that you can invite for 15 to 30 minutes to grab a cup of coffee and you pick their brain. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the people at church. I'm talking about your neighbors, your parents' friends, your creepy uncle. This is everyone that you have (laughs) on your phone that you could possibly say, what do you do? What's your job? What do you love about it? What do you not like about it? That's going to give you information that will help you make decisions moving forward that are realistic and will actually turn into actual opportunities. That's really good. Lisa Anderson's with us, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She also hosts the Boundless Show weekly podcast and radio show. Uh, Lisa, I have two daughters and uh, because they're both in college, one just graduated just a couple weeks ago, but the COVID era was extremely stressful for every reason. It was stressful for every other college student in America and around the world. Um, But one of the things that I kept reinforcing with them and with their friends whenever I had the opportunity to talk to them is that they gained a measure of flexibility, a skill in flexibility that they could never have gained another way because none of them knew what was coming. None of them knew whether they were going to be in in in-person classes. They were going to be online. They were going to have to take a test online. They were going to have to do it. You know, they were going to have to go into quarantine, whatever it was. I feel like if they can get in their heads that they gained a significant skill throughout this difficult time, I think it'll serve them well. Yeah, it absolutely will. And if they can go into a job interview, for example, and and this is, again, one of my pieces of advice, 
don't sit there and think that you're going to apply as the marketing director of some kind of corporation or you're going to go in as the VP. You get your foot in the door. Pick a company or a nonprofit that you want to work for, and you go in in the mailroom if you need to because companies promote from within. And what you do is you go to that person, that hiring manager, or that person that might be able to get you an internship or even a volunteer position, and you tell them how you can make their job easier. Mm. That is gold for a hiring manager. So I know I hire tons of young adults, and I always say two things. Can they do a job that's going to make my job easier? And number two, do I want to do lunch with this person? So if they come and they're friendly and they are gracious and they're an ideas person, I mean, look at the young adults now who could go into a work environment and transform what that company is doing digitally. All the boomers out there who don't know TikTok from Instagram, from Snapchat, They need a young adult in there to show them how to do their social media platforms, how to do spreadsheets better, how to do systems and processes better. So there are a lot of opportunities for young adults to go in and sell themselves with the skills that they have. That's good. Okay, so let's talk about these skills, Lise, because uh, I've got a kid who does not possess those skills. Now, one-on-one, he's great. But, you know, the idea of him walking into a hiring manager or saying to someone, hey, the yada, yada, or even, you know, what would you, you know, the suggestion earlier about sitting down with any number of people. I get all that. As a kid, as a young guy, that was me. One of my sons, that is far, far, far away from him. So, you know, I don't know if it's the gig economy or kids in front of their screens now that's, you know, put this upon kids. What about those kids who don't have that skill set? Yeah, well, some of them, you know, maybe they're not the most outgoing person in the bunch or their communication skills aren't stellar. What they need to do is find a way to uh, another way to make their talent shine. So maybe that is creating some kind of portfolio. So if they are, uh, for example, a techie person or an engineer or whatever, they're going to craft the projects that they've worked on. They're going to put them on paper. They're going to put them on disk. They're going to show what they are capable of doing and be willing to uh, get those into the hands of people that they know or people who know people um, just find ways to sell themselves and to demonstrate that another great opportunity is just you know again if they can get their foot in the door and just get that whatever that job is then they just go in and they work like crazy they're the person who shows up early they're the person who volunteers for random things that they may not think they're qualified to do but if they have the opportunity to do it and they can do it Bosses are going to notice that. And so the the behind-the-scenes people who are just dependable and workhorses, they're going to become valuable as well because, again, being efficient and being reliable are also great things to show up with on the job. That's Lisa Anderson, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family, host of the Boundless Show weekly podcast and radio show. For more information, Lisa, where should people go? Absolutely. If they find us at boundless.org, that is where they're going to see articles, our group blog, the weekly show, all of what we do on social media. Just a great space for younger adults who want to grow into their faith as well as learn about career, finance, dating and relationships, everything that they're grappling with in young adulthood. Fabulous. That's really great content. Thanks, Lisa. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to chat with you guys. Take a quick break. Come back. Okay, look, here's the deal. People have been getting vaccinated. People are out and about. People are feeling liberated. We'll talk about that as Pittsburgh businesses adapt to eased mask guidelines. That's next. Hey, Daddy-O. Pep, pop, 
father, daddy, or whatever you call that special man, it's time to gather him up and head on out to the springhouse for our annual Father's Day steak and chicken fry. That's right, steak and chicken, both marinated and cooked to perfection over an open pit outdoors. And to complete this great Dad's Day meal, we're making baked mashed potatoes, Ed's green beans, corn pudding, Alabama casserole, Dutch greens, homemade rolls, rice pudding, blondies, brownies, and of course, all of our Springhouse drinks featuring our famous chocolate milk. That's right. You can't beat it. There will be live music and inside and outside seating and a free ice cream cone for every dad. Come to the Springhouse to treat your dad to a special day. Call 228-3339 for more details. What are dads made for? asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for. Is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together... Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Now is the time to get a new job. Express Employment Professionals never charges job seekers a fee and has more than 35,000 job openings with high demand in construction, driving, logistics, and administrative jobs. Find a location near you at ExpressPros.com or on the Express Jobs app. Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit RoofingContractorPittsburgh.com. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. A couple weeks ago, we celebrated the end of COVID in our family Did by you? taking a trip out, out west. Oh, yeah. And what was really great was that, you know, 90% of the people we encountered... No We're one, doing the same thing. No one's wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. You know, so you see this here in, in Pittsburgh right now, don't you? Um, most places, you know, you walk into a store, the only people who are wearing masks, and even some of those who are in the stores and are working there, are not wearing masks. But most people are wearing masks, right? You go into a restaurant or you go into, you know. You mean servers and such? Yeah. They haven't were- been at a restaurant. What do you mean? I was, oh, well, I I mean, was, I was there, at a restaurant with you? Yesterday. Okay. But that was the first time I'd been there in a long time. Right. And she, our she server. She did not. She did not. Right. Okay, so we are close to, right? I mean, Governor Wolf has set this 70% 
that's going to happen soon. And right. if not, what is it? Is June 26th, it, I okay, think. Okay, I, I think it's the 28th. Okay. Somewhere in that ballpark, right? Okay. Pretty soon this is it, right? Yeah, I mean, right. we're going to see a, in air quotes, return to normal here, yeah. unquote. I mean, it's about time. Okay, so let me tell you this. I was talking to a, a person I've gotten to know who runs a restaurant in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to talk about which restaurant okay. it is because I don't have his permission to do that. But he was just sharing the types of decisions that he and his team have oh. had to make to get their restaurant back open. Listen, you, oh. I had... I had a headache. I mean, it was like I could feel my anxiety rising as he was talking. Everything from trying – like there's a guy who's coming back who has been desperate for this one dish that was his favorite before COVID, okay? Except now he, as the restaurateur, doesn't have access to some of the product that goes into making the dish. Or he said this is actually even worse. If he does have access to it, it costs twice as much as it did oh, before. Sure, sure, so sure. now when the guy comes back to get his favorite dish, it's going to cost twice as much. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's gracious. not going to want to pay right. $65 for it when he was paying $32 for it know. before. You walk around with a taste in your mouth for, you know, 14 months. You might be willing to pay Maybe. for that. I don't Maybe. know. Anyway, it's just it's hard times for people running restaurants. It's, you know what, though? It's a good time as well. Yeah. We have I mean, survived. Yep. And that is goodness. Yeah. So thank God for all that. I hope that uh, you have gratitude as well. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.